0: Hello everybody, we are Two Blonde Shrinks, I'm Dr. Elizabeth and I'm Dr. Irene and we started this mental health podcast in the wake of the past couple years. We wanted to bring in truth talk, wellness and break down mental health stuff for everybody to make it relatable. Today we are here with a very special guest. Um, Barbara Adler. She is, besides being absolutely stunningly gorgeous and hard to look at because she's so damn pretty, um, she is the wife of music producer and musician Cisco Adler. And she's A model. So we're going to talk about modeling, which is a real life model. Yes. Like a real model. And (laughs) um, yes, 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 yes. And um, she has a nonprofit which is called Free the Tatas, it is uh, a charity for people who've gone through breast implant illness. And we hope to talk about all these things today. But Barbara, welcome. Thank you for having me. Welcome to Two Blonde I'm Drinks. Excited
1: to be with the blonde tree. <laughs> <laughs> We're excited to have you. Thank
0: you. How let's have you been? let's bring this back for a second to uh, okay, well how you been? We
2: can yeah, start. With how you that. been? Just how is how is life?
1: Oh, it's summer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm happy it's summer. And yeah. we've been traveling and just, you know, enjoying not being in school and rushing on the, you know, you know, the morning game, how it is. It's nuts. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's a grind out there, yeah. especially in Los Angeles. Yeah. So it's nice to just chill a little bit. <laughs>
2: my I, grind I'm, is very different in the morning. Yeah. I wake up and see my dogs.
0: Aw.
1: <laughs>
2: She's
0: childless. I, so I see those, a too, different. in the morning. <laughs> I'm, li-
1: I'm living the Have life. I see those, too. <laughs> <laughs> Living the um, life.
0: <laughs> okay, so today we're going to talk about something serious, and um, we wanted to bring you on because we wanted your story is very interesting. Yeah. And it all started for you in Houston, Texas. Shout out to Texas. Yes. Love me some Texans. Um, but you are very open about the fact that when you were a child, you were bullied. Mm-hmm. So, where did that all start for you?
1: So. The bowling started in elementary school, I would say, around fourth grade. Um, you're starting to, I think, understand your body. You're not so much like a kid anymore. You're kind of growing into your own personality, your characteristics. Um, things that I never really paid attention to that maybe other people saw in me. I was maybe a little bit shyer on the shy side. Um still very innocent compared to like my peers that were in school. So my mom enrolled me into, um, acting when I was nine. So that helped me, um, develop more of a social skill and like working with just like understanding people and not being so shy in my environment. And then, um, I pursued acting for some time and I started to become successful and my peers started noticing the girls especially and they didn't like it so much, I guess. Is that (laughs) when all the haterade started? It started around nine. I I was in fourth grade and it went into um, about eighth or ninth grade and it was physical and verbal abuse basically um, in school. And the teachers and the, you know, the principals never really did anything about it. They just called it what it was. I was um, verbally abused at first by my peers, and then it went into the physical. And I was too embarrassed to tell my parents and some of my friends, so that was like a very dark, it was a dark time in my life. I, I didn't know who I was, um, so my parents uh, finally took a stand four years later, and they um, were trying to develop more of a psychological, like a positive psychological side for me to um, be out, to be out there in the world and not be so frightened from everything. I started doubting myself. Um, And my capabilities and my talents, Uh, all those issues started arising. So it started uh, developing like an insecurity in myself. So my mom pushed me into acting to, you know, develop confidence and not care what other people think. So
0: those are such hard years too. when it starts like fourth grade, you know, that's a really formative time. Your influence really kicks in.
1: And um, what other people think of us starts to yeah, matter at that point. Especially a girl, a young yeah. girl that had parents that were immigrants. So that was another issue. I was called um, Russian Nazi, which made no sense. <laughs> uh, um. I was uh, beat up in the bathroom by gangs of girls I w- I mean it it was just not it was just nonstop because of my parents basically we were different we they saw me as being vulnerable and different so they made fun of me and then as soon as my career career started in acting and modeling they started seeing the success come in and then that pushed them more over the edge to be more negative and more verbal and more physical
2: most people can't can't stand seeing others succeed yeah i've said this before i think in our previous podcast where you really know the real people around you when you're succeeding and when you're doing better than them yeah and it's sad how you had to go through that but do you feel at times it broke you down but then helped you build yourself back up to be stronger and to be more resilient.
1: Yeah, so from from seeing the pattern, I, I started studying behavior uh patterns with my bullies. Mm-hmm. I started seeing how how they came to school if they were on edge, if they were not on edge. So it I started developing like a characteristic pattern in people. Mm-hmm. So before I would even meet people, I could kind of analyze them. Mm-hmm. Um for friends for friendship to if they wanted to come into my world I would play these mind games to see if they would Mm -hmm. ever hurt me or not hurt me
0: you're protecting yourself
1: protecting Mm -hmm. myself How did you
0: go to school I mean I think you're the way this it sounds like it was a hostage situation every single day you went during those four years right you said fourth to eighth
1: yeah and it went into ninth grade and then that's when we switched schools because my father saw um, it it was starting to get so physical at school getting beat up in the bathroom with black eyes and coming home with the hair pulled Um, I would get off the school bus they would pour beer on me Um, it was more embarrassing for myself to even divulge that this was happening to me in school so I had this spark in me one day that just um, was like, I'm going to be the best that I can be in this world and and show them that I am not going to stand down. I'm not going to take it anymore. I got into karate, um, kickboxing, boxing. Uh, I developed these skills to protect myself for later in life. But also it, it had a side effect to where I became a little bit of a, um, like, workaholic because of my issues that I had to try to prove something to these people that they can't hurt me or take my success away. So, yeah. Or
2: more like proof to yourself, but it was yeah. probably never enough. Yeah. That's why you became a workaholic. Mm-hmm. You didn't know when to stop.
1: I didn't know when to stop. And I stopped that cycle in my head when I had my son. Mm-hmm. So that kind of stopped that um, kind of like an anxiety cycle for working and becoming successful. Yeah. So it calmed down after I had my son. So I'm not sure in your world what that means. <laughs> well, motherhood does that. It is a paradigm shift for every single
0: woman who goes through it and... Uh, it, it, it will put you like it'll knock you on your butt and also ground you at the same time. Yeah. So you your priorities get straightened out right away. But it's so interesting because growing up, you were bullied. These awful experiences happened. and then you went on to become this super successful model mm-hmm. who the world saw in advertisements. You were on the cover of Cosmopolitan magazine. I mean, to you, like, how do you reconcile that? Did it feel like a revenge fantasy against these people? Or was it like you just launching yourself out in the world?
1: It was like this um, trying to prove who I really am, that I'm capable of becoming successful, even with the hurt I had. And Mm -hmm. it just jolted me to just moving forward that I'm going to show them that i'm going to make it in this world even that you even though you hurt me so badly and i was terrified and also i'm still a little bit shy or maybe reserved in a way but if i really like you and i feel close i will open up and start ranting and talking nonstop and giving my deepest darkest secrets <laughs> But for the success, um, I think it had a somewhat of a psychological effect to become um, the best version that I can of me. Like, I wanted to just be the best that I could. So I would manifest everything I thought of, Um, especially modeling. I said, if I'm going to succeed in modeling, I want to buy an apartment on Fifth Avenue by the time I'm this age, and I actually did it. So I had to prove that to myself. It set... Um, It set the bar high to what what can I achieve? And that was due to my um, insecurity from being bullied. It's so
0: interesting that adversity a lot of times leads to resilience. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And it's so sad that we have to face so much adversity to get to that place of resilience yeah to prove ourselves to ourselves most importantly but also to others mm-hmm. and as you tell me this story i think of the movie romeo michelle's high school reunion <laughs> did you go to yours <gasps> <No. laughs> me neither you know you go back want... <laughs> there you show them barbara hadler <laughs> did you go I did, I did i just went to my 20s what? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah it was fun who was yeah Aww. You know, you think 20 years is a long time, but something's changed in, uh, some things change and don't. Some people
2: I... don't change in 20 years. <laughs> still the same people. <laughs> some
1: people don't leave their town. Yeah, yeah.
2: You know? like, uh, Barbara, I want to, you know, it's um, oftentimes people feel like they don't have a choice in their life. Like, you know, we could speak to another person who might have gone through the same things that you went through and that has a very victim mentality yeah. and that is very broken. And it's very hard for us, even therapists, to get them out of that. So there's like these two extreme routes that we can take. It's either I'm the victim, I'm the victim, always and forever. Or uh, no, I'm not. I'm going to prove you wrong and I'm going to prove myself wrong and be good enough. You know, like Mm kind of what you did to all the little I don't want to say little girls, but to all the teenagers out there, the ones that are like between 12 and 15 years old, which is probably one of the hardest years of a, a little girl's life. What advice do you have for them? Like what do you wish that you knew or if someone could have given you a piece of advice at that age for you what would have helped you?
1: I feel like honestly I feel that all these victims, especially myself, if you didn't have the parents that had your back and your friends and your family to turn to you you could become suicidal. Yeah. You be you could become um uh, m- uh, mentally disturbed with anxiety and depression, I think it could actually affect you 20, 30 years from now. Yeah, uh, I think it's very important to have parents that are going to listen to you and back you up and be there for you. Cause that, yeah. if it wasn't for my parents, I would have been, um, I don't think I would have been as successful as what I am right now. And it's what about the
2: girls that don't have those parents? Like, what advice would you give them?
1: You need to go to a counselor, go to therapy. Y- you have to. You have to go within yourself and find that spark that's in you. That find mm-hmm. that you are going to. Uh, you you're just going to make it no matter what. It, never mind these bullies; they don't mean anything. They're the ones that are hurt. Yeah. They're the ones that are finding. Um, Uh, victims that are vulnerable because they're Mm -hmm. missing something in their lives um maybe their home life is not solid or they have trouble with their brothers or sisters and they're bringing that on to others and they're you Mm -hmm. you know victimizing all of the innocent people at school trying to learn Mm -hmm. and
2: Hurt people hurt people. Yes, they do. It's
1: trite but true. Yeah. It's true. It's the saddest thing,
2: but it is very true. They want
1: to bring you to their level, so I would advise contact your counselor, contact the school, tell your parents right away. I waited way too long to tell my parents. And when I did, then they took action, but I waited way too long. Mm -hmm. So speak up is another one. Speak up because Mm -hmm. it's also embarrassing. It is. Because you look weak. Um, you know to your parents in yeah. a way and my parents said you're never weak mm. you have to tell us everything so we can help you at least I had that
0: I um, think there's a lot of shame and bullying that happens shame. that doesn't get talked about so mm-hmm. you know you're talking about a group of people ganging up against one person that in and of itself is scary yeah. and feels awful and then there's that shame component of like what, why why me right Yeah. you know And I think a lot of times the kids that get bullied, whether it's conscious or not, there's a part of of those kids. They see a vulnerable person. They see an empath. They see a sensitive person. And it seems like the most sensitive souls are the ones a lot of times they get bullied.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: And they are also the ones that make a change in the world like you did with the nonprofit that you're a part of. Could you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. So I started a nonprofit uh, two years ago. It's called Free the Tatas mm-hmm. and we help women uh, with breast implant illness. It doesn't necessarily mean that every all the implants are toxic, it's uh, to bring awareness to know if you have side effects such as your hair is falling out, you have a lot of fatigue, um, you're, you're very moody. You're irritable. Um, you've gained weight all of a sudden because it creates inflammation in the body. And these are just things to look out for. If you um, did have uh, implants, you have to look out for these types of uh, side effects.
0: It also causes, in some people, and you were educating me on this, uh, mental disorders, anxiety, yeah. depression, it can lead to a lot of different brain fog I think you were saying
1: yes, because it's heavy metals in the body it's side effects it everything will affect the brain everything goes to the gut and the brain so, so women who
0: are having let's say side effects from their breast implants what do you advise them to do and how do they get in contact
1: with you and your organization so you can uh, find us on Instagram it's called free the tatas it ends with the Z or online it's free the Tatas.org. nice
0: and and what do you advise them to do? Get them explanted. I would
1: I would I would monitor your implants as soon as you uh, get them. You need a monitor to monitor monitor them for one year. If you're starting to notice anything different within your body, is as much as uh, w- weight gain. If you gain five pounds out of nowhere, you need to get uh, them checked by your doctor. Or the plastic surgeon that uh, performed the Im- uh, the implants.
2: What led you to kind of do this? You know. So
1: in my industry, you know, they they want you perfect. They want the best. You want you in your best um, shape and form. And I always saw so many girls um, very insecure about their breast. They actually asked me to. Uh, if I wanted to get implants, I refused because, um, I, I don't want to put anything foreign in my body. So then my friend, uh, she was suffering from BII, uh, during lockdown and she couldn't get out of bed for about a year or so. And, uh, she just sparked my, uh, brain to start a nonprofit to help women that are in need because there's 28 million women in the country that have implants, and I would say probably 60% of them have BII. That's pretty high. That's yeah. over half. Could wow. you
2: could you let us know for our listeners what BII is?
1: Breast implant illness. Um, BII is uh, when the implants have some sort of rupture a leak uh the body is not accepting the implants so you're going to have side effects such as the um the ones you listed the ones i listed yeah
2: that's such an amazing thing that you're doing that to help women because our breasts i feel like are such a big part of our feminine femininity Mm -hmm. you know um testicles for the men (laughs) the breasts for the women
1: (laughs) for the women it's also that comes the confidence
2: yeah absolutely but we are not really told about all the you know side effects that or psychological side effects therefore you know um that could impact us after getting breast implants so that's an amazing thing that you're doing and you're you came from such a hard place in your life and you were able to get that and really turn it into such an amazing you know career number one you're you're such a kind person too um and three you're helping people and you're helping other women yeah. you know women helping women is one of the most beautiful things that we could do We have, you know to have we each other. Yeah, yeah yeah we tend to really break each other down especially now on social media you know yeah back in the day we would go to school get bullied in school go home it was over now it's you get bullied in school you get bullied on social media you get bullied and it's just awful it's 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 really sad i feel really bad for the people who bully others and it doesn't even make them feel better about themselves
1: how are (laughs) they later in life what have you discovered with bullies down the road Bullying's fascinating. Yeah. So
0: bullying is basically what we call in psychology. It's projective identification. So whatever feeling someone's going through, they project it into another person to mm-hmm. place those feelings in them mm-hmm. so that they don't it, it makes them feel better. They don't have to deal with the weight of that. Right. So if I can make somebody else feel bad and I'm feeling bad inside then I, I don't feel as bad. I can share that with someone. Mm-hmm. Now, it's it's a terrible thing that we mm-hmm. see. But If somebody who is having those feelings could go to therapy, process those feelings instead of taking them out on someone else and do it with a therapist, I think our world would be a better place. Mm -hmm. Also, like getting some awareness around that. I get people are hurting out there. I get people struggle. Um, Being a teenager is so tough. I mean, we talk about puberty is a hard time in life. Yeah. Yeah. But even even those who are teenagers, like if you're struggling don't take it out on someone else. Go get go deal with those feelings. Yeah, be a better person.
2: You know, be a, like be the person that you wish people are to you. Is that what I always tell yeah. either teenagers or even adults that are bullying. It's just so sad. It's and I think though these days you know especially if you're one of those people who are kind of behind the keyboard the keyboard bully you know on on instagram we have a lot of those um it's weird because i don't understand why somebody would do that because it just makes you look so bad they're hiding (laughs) well no just yeah that you're hiding behind a keyboard and you're saying all this crap about a person you don't know but it's actually making you look bad because Mm -hmm. people you're in like you're in front of millions of people but just making not yourself look that
1: way. Yeah. Just, that, they're just they're like just projecting. It's, it's for so sad. The mm-hmm. They get a yeah. high well,
0: from it. It's the same yeah. thing of like displacing those feelings, right? right? They do get a high from it. Because if I can put it outside and I feel like shit inside, then it doesn't yeah. feel so bad. Right. Versus going to therapy and handling those hard emotions and looking a little bit more
2: productively. What a you know, what what type of person you are. You know, yeah. it's really mm-hmm. sad.
0: Look, we all face hard emotions. We all have good days and bad days. Everyone's got stuff, right? But it's how we handle our stuff right. mm-hmm. and getting a little bit more savvy and self-aware I think is the goal. You know, going on someone's Instagram and writing nasty comments <laughs> for what gain? You know, if you don't like someone's pa- this is my thing I say if you don't Very like heavy. someone's page, yeah. they have Fine. a lot of time. Yeah, but yeah. like
1: eh. Yeah, like, (laughs)
0: what are you? I know. I always question, like, how much time do you
2: have on your hands to actually go and write that? And then people see it and then think about it. Think about it, write it. It's a whole thing. The best ones are the ones who make burner accounts because they're so, uh, they're so, like, they they feel so horrible about about themselves that they have to make a burner account to go on and then to say something. And then you go and it's like three days, three days ago, they made their account. You know, it's it's petty. Um, but you know dark. it's it's very it's very it's very dark. <laughs> um, I always say when once the metaverse starts to happen, I'm going to create a counseling center in the metaverse where people huh? could just attend right? therapy. Theraverse.
0: Oh. <laughs> Theraverse. I like Theraverse. Yeah. Theraverse. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um, we could just go in, not even be ourselves, and just go to therapy with our archetypes. So there's, a, there's something you said, Dr. Elizabeth, which is really interesting. You said it's not what happens, it's how we deal with it. There's that quote. And I, one of my friends actually, she moved into her house and she found this little letter in one of the closets and she opened it. So, so cute, right? Um, and it said, Life, um, it said, 90% of life is, I'm sorry, 10% of life is what happens to us, 90% is how we react to what happens to I think it's a
0: Jung quote. I have it. And it, was, it I will have it below a, on my byline. I don't, it's not what happens to us, it's how we handle what happens well, to us. Well, no, this was just
2: is? with the numbers. So mm-hmm. It was like 9 it was like 10% of life is what happens to us. Yeah. 90% is how we, we react, react. It's it's to true. the 10%. It's you know, true. so mm-hmm. those bullies that you had were 10% of your life because 90% of your life turned out pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. You're healthy, you're beautiful, you have a beautiful, you know, son, you have a nice family. No one's perfect, but you turned all that negativity into such an amazing thing, and you gave back in a positive way, and you continue to give back, which is such an inspirational story, and I Thank hope you. that you could, you know, I hope you're going to continue to inspire so many little girls who, you know, might be going through the same thing as you yeah, are. Boys.
0: And, and boys. And boys. Yeah, we can't leave and out boys, because yes. bullying happens. with yeah.
1: Within boys. Yeah. yeah. You know,
0: kids are just not savvy with expressing their emotions I feel yeah. like and they don't yeah. know how to handle them a lot of times and then they just exploit them onto other kids yeah. and it's
1: it's at home yeah, everything it's starts at home it's I feel true. that if if you don't know your kid and you're wondering you need to talk to your kid you know these yeah. parents some of them are not connected to their children they
2: don't know how to be connected mm-hmm. because they aren't even connected to themselves yeah. their parents weren't connected to them so takes that one person and at times most of the time it's that therapist that can sit with that kid and help them connect with themselves Mm -hmm. which will allow them to see life in a different way you know it takes that one person to really plant that seed and I truly hope that more children are going to therapy and more teenagers are able to look at themselves these days since therapy is not so much of a taboo anymore
1: yeah I mean we live in LA I would like to see it more You know, in all the public schools, if they have more therapy offered. Yeah. You know, especially... Nowadays, we need it. We
2: definitely need it. Well, yeah. thank you, Barbara. Thank You're you so pretty, me. and thank you me. made our podcast episode Aww. prettier. Yes, <laughs> thank, thank you. Uh, we appreciate you, you so much, awesome. and we can't wait to have your beautiful face back again. Thank you. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and uh, plug in your nonprofit, okay. and those of <laughs> you who want more information on Free the Tatas with a Z, uh, it's gonna be on Two Blonde Shrink's. We'll go ahead and tag it in our podcast as well. Thank you, Barbara.
1: Thank you for having. me me.